2: Terms and conditions apply. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish... Two pros at a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on this Tuesday edition, congratulations are in order. Georgia gets it done. They are national champions for the first time since 1980. How did they do it? We will break it all down. We're also going to take a look at the Black Monday firings from around the NFL. A surprise out of Miami. Or was it? We've got some intimate knowledge of the situation. We've also got a fan base that is very appreciative for one player on a rival team you've got some other confusing things happening in the nfc when it comes to the coaching and gm searches for a couple of franchises we've got some wrong merchandise being handed out in the national championship game and we've got the news with brady quinn all of it is yours coming up next here on this tuesday edition two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio
1: now let's get this party started you're listening to fox sports radio
2: Yeah, rock, man. Two pros at a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific here on FSR. And, ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand-new national champion. We want them dogs. The Georgia Bulldogs get it done 40-plus years in the making Stetson Bennett and company a uh, guy named after a cologne from back in the day yeah. uh, is a national you know, champion the still there it's how still about that man uh that was impressive last night I, I gotta give credit where credit is due they looked damn good last night that was fun fun game they look good, they, they, did good,
3: look good. Game. they did look good they did look good we do have to acknowledge that it, it's it felt like Alabama was playing with their hand, one hand time behind their back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, look, that game completely shifted at two parts: the Jamison Williams injury, which came on how long was that play? A forty-yard completion, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it, it looked bad. That looked like an ACL. I'm not a doctor. It but did. It looked bad. Um, feel it feel did. for that young man. Although, again, fortunately, it's 2022. That'd still be a great player. Um, and then the block field goal. Like, those were the two momentum-shifting changes in the game that opened things up there in the fourth quarter. But give credit where credit's due. Kirby Smart and his coaching staff and players were able to execute the game plan. They tried the first time around. The difference was the turnovers. And surprisingly, it was Bryce Young with the two turnovers that really separated the game. The the one interception, which I, I guess didn't hurt them that bad at that point. But the pick six and again, the injury to Jameson Williams with John Mechie already being out, completely handicapped this offense and its ability to move the football effectively,
2: yeah, it was rough, and you know uh, what guy go ahead no
4: well i was just I was just want to say Georgia moved the pocket in this game, and I thought that that was a smart a smart play by by their staff. I think that when you look at the way Alabama plays, they play a pro style type of football on offensive side and the defense side of the ball. They have so much speed and so much talent that if you just sit in the pocket and you just stay in the box, it's very difficult to have success against them. And the fact that they were rolling out, you know, it's like okay, there's two things that can happen. One, he rolls out and if it's not there, you throw it away or you get out of bounds. Or two, you roll out somebody's open, you get you get the yardage. If if there's something deep, you take it. If it's not, then you see if there's something underneath and you go you go with what you have. I thought that they did an excellent job of taking what what Alabama was giving them. And I don't know yeah. that I saw that in the first game, the first time around. So, it, I mean, it looked like a pro game to me. It, it yeah, looked like it did. we got a it did. a uh, <laughs> right, a right prelim game to the, the, the playoffs well, that are going to take place this weekend.
3: All those guys are going to be playing in the NFL at <laughs> something like that. I mean, you look at the, you look at the right. Georgia defense, to your point, the way they're flat around and I was just like, yeah, all these guys will be playing in the NFL at some point. It's just It's just a matter of when Jeez. and when they get drafted. But You know, one of the things I thought um, Kirby Smart did a much better job of this time around against Bryce Young in particular was when they played the initial time. And, and Lavar, you can always speak to this, but like it's when a defense wants to bring pressure, but it's the illusion of pressure, meaning they're going to bring a guy off of the edge or maybe both edges. And you're like saying, oh, okay, they're bringing five, six guys, but then two guys drop out from the interior. And Mm -hmm. I I think there was a thought in the first game. We want to bring pressure and change up the looks for Bryce Young, but we also want to make sure we drop guys out so we can spy him in case he finds a rush lane and tries to extend the player, take off, and run. In this game, Mm -hmm. it was like, no, 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 no. If we're bringing five, we're bringing five. We're and we're, we're yeah, going to try were to get them, and we're not going to let them get outside. We're, we're bringing six, we're bringing six. And, and that was one of the differences, too, I think, is it forced more one-on-ones. It kind of exposed some of those weaknesses in their offensive line that displayed themselves earlier this season. And then without having that threat of a big play to Jameson Williams, a big play to John Mechie. I mean, and don't get me wrong, Bryce Young did not play his best game. He picked the worst time to have his worst performance <laughs> right. of the season. And it just so mm-hmm. happened to be in the national championship where he was playing again with guys that were freshmen trying to step up into those roles. And, and they, there were some drops on their part. Corey Brooks had two plays I thought could have changed the momentum of the game. The one where I'm not sure why he only put out one hand. He could have gotten two out there. But even on defense, I mean, Alabama was missing Josh Job, who was there the first time. And you look at the big plays to, to George Pickens, number one, well, he was going up against a freshman in Cooley McKinstry. So, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, was, it was a great win by George, no doubt about it. But this I almost wonder, and Jonas, do you think this might be a bad thing for college football because now you've got a, a, a ticked-off Nick Saban and Bryce Young, the defending Iceman Trophy, are coming back for another year next year.
2: Yeah, have fun with that. Give them more some, uh, Just motivation they probably don't need and, and add a little bit onto it. And look, good for Georgia. We talked about this during, I forget, one of the games this year we were texting a little bit about it, how Alabama's defense hasn't looked the same since Kirby Smart left. And I wonder if Nick Saban is looking at At that last night, and Albert Breer said it when he was on with us a couple weeks ago, where he said he talked to people around the NFL and they said, Georgia may not have a top 10 pick on defense, but every one of their front seven is going to go on the first hundred picks, which is a crazy thing to think about. And you saw him last night playing. And I just wonder if Nick Saban looks at what he saw last night and goes, all right, we got to start figuring out how to get more of those guys on that side of the ball. Uh, because... I
3: don't know, dude. Their, their defense is not... I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far. They gave up, what, 26 points?
2: Yeah. No, I just... I looked at it last night, and I go, it just felt different. It felt like Bryce Young looked slow at times. Like, like, he couldn't escape some of those guys when they were when they were making plays on the edge. They just were flying around the football. And then, obviously, you know, the injuries at wide receiver and Mechie coming into the game and then Jamison Williams going down. Um, Saban actually talked afterwards. Uh, they asked him about the situation with Jamison Williams, to your point, it did look bad. I actually thought he dislocated it because of the way his knee flopped around after he landed. Uh, and this well, was Nick's. Could hit. See it pop. Yeah, pop. Yeah, yeah clearly. Yeah. And here was saving yeah.
4: afterwards. He has a knee injury. Um, we won't know the extent of the knee injury until we
1: get an MRI. Uh, he actually wanted to play in the second half, uh, and the
4: medical staff, you know, wouldn't let him, uh, which I think was smart.
2: So there was uh, Nick Saban talking about the uh, injury. It was very detailed. I, I mean, what's we that sound? Uh, well, we thought, yeah, thought you know, I, I got to be honest with you. I thought I thought there was more there to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah through that's now. all right. I yeah, mean, yeah we're being. Uh, you know, he's
3: got a well, knee. He's you know, got a knee and. Going, uh, and uh, uh, We'll know more after we run tests. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thanks, coach. I oh, th- yeah. th- thought it was. Uh, thought it
2: was. Uh, thought there was more there. So, <laughs> my yeah, six-year-old. I could say, have my that was a good
3: toss, though. My I'll tell fault. You that much. Yeah, my fault. No one tosses like you, buddy.
2: That is good. Thank you. No I appreciate it. Like uh, We're off and running. <laughs> uh, off and running here. Uh, thank
4: you. Uh, maybe <laughs> oh, they could uh,
2: update the cut sheet hey, uh, at hey some Jodis, point. Hey, yeah, hey Jodis. Uh, yeah. Hey, It was.
4: It's fine, man. Hey, listen. That's what the man gave us. You know what I mean? That's what he gave us. So, all we did was give the people what he gave the media. Media, that's yeah. all well that's uh that's good I, but, I mean, but here's, you here's know what reality. it was a profound comment yeah yeah very good
3: um for Darian mathis <laughs> he's a he's a d tackle dn like he'll go i mean dude, all the almost all these guys on alabama are gonna go too. christian harris will anderson who by the way is back next season like you get not only bryce young back you get a guy who led the country in sacks and tackles for loss and it wasn't even close and will anderson coming back like they're not draft el- eligible folks they're coming back. <laughs> I talked about wow. Kool-Aid. He's a freshman. Uh, you look at Dallas Turner, who had a couple sacks last night. He was that big number 15 whose longest can be off of the edge. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, who's a freshman. Uh, Aggie Hall, I believe is how you pronounce it. I mean, he, he stepped up in a couple instances. Like The scary thing about this is, just to the point of Alabama, they've had eight of the last ten recruiting classes have been the number one recruiting class, and they've never been worse than four in that in the past decade they're not going anywhere like this isn't like oh they lost the national championship what now like they are reloaded and stocked and they'll be on a mission so i i just I, again i can't go back to uh you've got now a ticked off alabama team where everyone from georgia's defense is moving on to the nfl probably and and yeah they've recruited well and they can develop well but you've got alabama now who I, I still sit there and look at and go who's gonna beat them like They'll be the favorite right. to win the SEC again next season and, and make it to the playoff and probably win a national championship.
2: Yeah, they look damn good. Uh, even in a loss, <laughs> uh, Alabama looked good. Obviously taking care of business in the SEC championship game. game.
4: That, everybody I, got their monies worth.
2: I, I was desperately hoping for an all-field goal game like we saw. What was it, 2007? Was it LSU-Bama was the uh, all-field goal game in the national championship game? I was desperately hoping for some of that. Just so people could complain more about two SEC teams playing in the title game. That's uh, that's all I wanted. I just wanted to piss some people off. I wanted people to be mm-hmm. bothered by what they were watching. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, it started to heat up in the second half, uh, and and everyone getting uh, fired up. Now Stetson Bennett, Brady, you uh, actually, I believe, brought a uh, bottle of Stetson cologne onto the set at Big Noon Kickoff back in the day. Is that true? Earlier the season, <laughs> uh, to celebrate the uh, the Georgia quarterback, is that the uh, is that the case? Do we have Brady Quinn there? Is Brady Quinn? Uh, is he still yeah. there? Oh, yeah, okay, oh, okay, there he is. I thought we yeah. lost you for a second there. No, no, he just uh, didn't
4: want to respond oh, to you. That's, yeah, that's no, no, good. that's
3: he, he's no, he's right. I, I brought a bottle of Stetson cologne. I thought it was a good prop. To, because uh, you know, it, it was something was starting to heat up, and sometimes when things mm. heat up, you, you get this scent. You get this smell, mm. and that smell was Stetson Bennett and the Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs heating up this season.
2: Yeah, that's good. Uh, so Stetson Bennett uh, is, uh, is a national champion. His story is pretty incredible as well, too. Uh, grew up a Georgia Bulldog fan. He told his dad, what, three years old, I wanna, I'm going to play quarterback for Georgia. And then uh, all these years later, uh, here he is, a uh, national champion. First time since 1980, Georgia has won a title. So congratulations wow. to Kirby Smart and company. Congrats. The Georgia Bulldogs
3: are you know national champions. You know what this means, too? It's been 40 years. There's a lot of other schools. I mean, Notre Dame hasn't been that long, but, like, people will say that about Notre Dame. It's like, you never heard that about Georgia. Yeah. That's what I don't get is, like, everyone's made the biggest deal about, like, Notre Dame getting the playoff hasn't worked out. It's like, how many other schools could you throw into that mix that haven't won a national championship in umpteen years? And yet Georgia wins their first one at 40, and it's like, oh, yeah, there you go. I mean, we knew it eventually would happen, right? I mean, (laughs) it never makes sense to me, like, the hypocrisy of how we, like, celebrate Georgia winning at 40 years ago, the last time, now this time. And yet we don't do that for other blue bloods. We just go, oh, well, yeah, they just they can't get over the hump. It's going to happen eventually. Like, this is a good thing for college football that eventually all these blue bloods are going to have their shot to build, to be able to, you know, win a national championship. We'll find more parity in college football.
2: Uh, more likely to be back in the title game next year, Alabama or Georgia?
4: Alabama. Ooh,
2: that's a- Yeah.
4: I don't know if it's not. I mean, Georgia, their recruiting classes have been amazing. Their talent is amazing. They have been bubbling up to be almost as good as Alabama for quite some time now. You want me to give you a list of guys
3: they lose? They're going to lose lose their entire left side of their offensive line. Ah, Jamari Sawyer is pretty good, as well as uh, Justin Schaefer, who played well. Um, they, they reload, re- lose but they've been reloaded. They will lose JT Daniels, Zamir White, yeah. James Cook, both draft eligible, both starting running backs. Their entire defense up yeah. front will be gone. Um, yeah, and that's, that's a back. big one. Their linebackers, all one. gone. Their entire secondary, all gone. <laughs>
4: Wow. So, yeah. Well, what were you saying? Well, well, George after, Pickens, after the right, that, one yeah. wide
3: receiver, he's gone. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so basically, Brock Bowers is coming back, though, folks. Get yeah. excited! <laughs> so, if you, if you want to see tight end play, Brock Bowers will so, be back.
2: So basically, South Carolina, you're up, uh, and now we uh, we are off and roll <laughs> Oh no! Uh, they will reload.
4: They will reload.
2: Yeah. Listen, uh, it was uh, fun, but uh, enjoy it while you can. Stetson Bennett's gonna probably gonna have a statue put up uh, in Athens somewhere. Uh, he's gonna be
3: celebrated. I mean, you've for got even guys years. like uh, Robert Beal, who was like a back up who comes in and plays like he gone Chinning Tindall Mm -hmm. he gone like I mean Tindall who obviously starts but with Quay Walker but I mean the the whole thing they're, they're all gone man
2: they're all gone. Yeah. It's, he uh, gone. Yeah, he, he definitely gone. <laughs> all right. It's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives. Available 24-7. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Coming up next, uh, we've got some news around the NFL. This one, a little bit surprising, but we've got inside information as to what went down for one coach firing. we will get to all that for you next year on FL.
4: Throw them bows. Two pros
2: and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, You can listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up uh, later on this hour, we are going to have a uh, discussion about, um, you know, a very thankful fan base. There's a team in the NFL and their fans that really, really appreciate something that happened on uh, Sunday. And they showed it uh, by uh, by throwing a little coin around. So we'll get into that for you here later this hour on FSR. Uh, Must also mention before we get into this discussion about... uh, you know, why one team did what they did yesterday in the NFL, uh, you know, congratulations uh, to uh, LeVar Arrington, uh, College Football Hall of Famer. Oh, Big announcement yeah, did not yesterday. know that. Yeah, I, thought not, already, I,
4: thought yeah. spilled, I thought we already spilled the milk on it. it mm-hmm. It's, it's just, <laughs> we, 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 it, we said it already. It's just funny
2: all these people that are like, uh, you know, think that they uh, had the news first or like, you know, congratulate. Oh, I'm going to be one of the first. Hey, bruh. You're a week late, homeboy. All right. We we had that on this show a week ago. All right. So wake your ass up early and start paying attention when we drop these bombs.
4: You know what I mean? Right. Damn right. It it is funny how people do think they be scooping, you know, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, You know, we we already we already made the announcement. If by (coughs) air quotes, it was by accidentally, uh, accidentally released on premature. Yeah. yeah, it was premature. Hey, hey, well, hey, Brady, it was it was prematurely released on our show. Yes, um, yes. By, by accident on our show. Well, um, but was it ever you know, not on accident. Um when when it's wrong when it's considered to be Mm -hmm. incorrect it's always by accident okay Okay. if you did it on purpose and it was right then you did it on purpose and it was that's true so that's a good point i'm sticking to that i will always stick to that if i mess up i I was it was by accident it it was you know it was a mistake now i didn't do it on purpose how's it feel i mean how's it feel though has it set in yet I, i gotta be honest man it um I feel amazing. I would have gotten. I feel like a different if, person. If that
2: was me, I would have gotten ripped last night. I would have been beer bonging Jack Daniels and just been celebrating mm. the night away. That's me, though. Listen. Well, that, you know. I enjoy beer mys- mys- Jack I myself. Why not? Yeah, why not? Beer bong Jack Daniels. Why not? Get after
4: I I I it. I went with some cracking. I went, I went with a little cracking. You know, I had a little bit of an interesting experience yesterday. Got a call. I was riding around driving high. I mean, not like literally, but like flying high, like, you know, feeling good. <laughs> Sorry, Nitta. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Like yeah. figuratively speaking, yeah, I was I gosh. was grabbing high. Um yeah, <laughs> right. Berto, you are in, <laughs> you're out of control. So, anyway, so
2: Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what about
4: <laughs> so I I was going to uh to get lunch with with my, my son. My oldest son is in town from Lackawanna from PA um and with his girlfriend. So we're going to get uh lunch at my like little cool little barbecue spot on on main drag of, of glendora and i get a call from trish and and basically is like you know i got a flat so it totally disrupted my my rat and high feeling good <laughs> feeling fine so i have to rush out to to figure out how to handle this flat tire situation so things got a little interesting yesterday but you know what after the fact i felt like more of a hero you know, I could have sat there and been like, you know, I'm a newly, newly anointed Hall of Famer, college Hall of Famer. I feel really good. I'm just going to hang out here. Um, just call the, the tow company. You know, we got it all covered. It's taken care of. They took care of it anyway. But you know what? I jumped in my ride and I went to to her. Like the hero, the superhero yeah. Hall of Fame husband that I am, um, and it. and I felt really good about it. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, I'm right go- there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Felt I'm really glad good we about it, guy. Yeah. I'm
3: not sure what yeah. it was accomplishing, but it, it, that's good. Well, I mean,
4: I, I, I do. Well, I
2: mean, I would have just called A. <laughs> Listen, I'm a yeah, Hall of Famer. Yeah. I'm sorry, you can uh, you know kick rocks, call A
4: and let them figure she, it out. She actually listens to the show, so <laughs> that's brownie points for one. For two, I, I seem like more of a gentleman to to our uh, listeners. Listeners that look for gentlemen to be gentlemen. I, mean, so I, 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 just figured, I think
3: you've always been a gentleman. I mean, well, you know. yeah,
4: we're, you know, we are. I just figure we give like, you know, I give a testimonial as to, you know, we're not those we're not stuck up guys that yeah. just do radio and don't care about what's going on in the world with people who have situations, especially family members. So I figure I give a little bit of a humanistic value to our show just now. uh, Anyway, I didn't get I didn't get drunk last night because when we got by the time we got back, the game was about to come on. She she started cooking. Well, she had already cooked because she got a ride home from a different car. Um, And and so, you know, I just I just watched the game. You know, I watched the game as a college football Hall of Famer. And it was like, man, I'm watching the intro to this game, and they're showing all of these amazing players and all of this like stuff that gets your hair standing up on your neck. And I was like, man, I am now voted and now considered forever to be the best of the best of every single time I watch a, a championship game. Every time I see them talk about an elite player, a, a generational talent, I can always look at it now and be like – I got the recognition for being one of those guys and being recognized for it forever. I like, mean, it's just pretty cool, man.
2: I couldn't have said it more humbly myself, to be honest. Well, I mean, that's what it is.
4: <laughs> I know. Sorry.
2: I mean, that's what it is. I I've just never been good at anything, so I can't well, even I imagine think, what it's like well, to be no, the best. No, no. no.
3: I told you the radio, other day. Man. I mean, it's, this has worked out for you. Yeah, I mean, I told <laughs> you the other day this show,
4: well, I don't know about Berto going in with us, but <laughs> Gosh, this show geez. is going to go into the Hall of Fame. You watch what I tell you. Well, listen, uh, yeah we can oh hope. geez ew we can, we can ew. Oh,
2: okay you guys finally heard that one yeah. that's good yeah. uh yeah
4: you're a class we're going to go into <laughs> the radio hall of fame <laughs> you watch what i tell you we're, we're, we are going to work hard and we are going to do it for many years and we're going to provide the dopest content you know brady is, is the q brother is just like the the sharpest dude ever you know you are you're like the dopest standard. host ever i don't want to held to that standard and I'm the wild card, you know. I bring the wild card. I got news for you. Wild uh, card factor.
2: But uh, what Roberto said in our ears gets on the air. We're not going anywhere. Well, <laughs> like, that's very true. It's
4: sure very true. You. It was uh, very abrasive. It very, was very offensive.
2: It usually you
4: know. is. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Alright, so it's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, the Hall of Famer LeVar Arrington, Brady yeah. Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up 15 minutes from now, uh, somebody was really appreciative uh, over something that happened on Sunday in the NFL, and they have shown it by offering up some cash so we will get to that here uh, in about 15 minutes from now in another edition of In Case You Missed It Uh, In Case You Missed This uh, the Miami Dolphins made uh, a little bit of uh, some waves uh, in the NFL and around the uh, sports world yesterday uh, with the firing of head coach Brian Flores uh, after three seasons, uh, one game under 500 no playoff appearances, the Dolphins go in another direction uh, and they fire their head coach uh, Dolphins owner Stephen Ross spoke about the decision at a news conference yesterday
0: i've been looking at this over three years now and watching the organization grow and i think an organization can only function if it's collaborative and it has and it works well together i don't think that we were really working well as an organization that it would take to really win consistently at the nfl level
2: so um, there's the story from the Dolphins owner, uh, Brady Quinn. You are in South Florida. What's the uh, scuttlebug, if that's what it's even called, uh, in uh, South Florida with the firing of Brian Flores?
3: You want me to really give you the local taste and response to what you know, Stephen Ross said publicly?
2: Yeah, give it to me.
3: Okay. It's going to be a little spicy. Um, but they would respond, and they'd say something along the lines of, how would you know, Stephen? You're an absentee <laughs> owner. <laughs> You're not down here. I mean, that's the reality is he lives up in New York. He comes down infrequently. And for the most part, he owns the team from afar and handles things that way. He's not seeing the day-to-day operations. He, he really can't get a sense of what's collaborative and what's not. What you heard in those words and his justification for the firing of Brian Flores is what he's hearing secondhand. And that's been the problem with this organization is you can go through the years of their lack of success since he's taken over as the owner and he's constantly been listening to different people who are jockeying for his ear. I mean, you've heard phrases like too many cooks in the kitchen, right? And that applies here because you've got a structure where you've got different people in positions of leadership that are on the same level from a hierarchy standpoint that are all try- trying to jockey for power and who has the ear of the owner. And that's been part of the problem. And so in this case, you've got people in the front office, which, you know, say what you want about Chris Greer. I think, you know, there's there's a lot of people who point to Tua in comparison to Justin Herbert, and they say, well, he made that decision, and look at Justin Herbert, and look at Tua. And, and there's no getting around that. Clearly, These last two years, Justin Herberts looked like the better prospect and player, and they're entirely different skill sets. But the truth is, if you really comb through some of the picks he's made, he also brought in a guy like Jalen Waddell, who set the receptions record for this season. You know, He's also brought in other players who have helped supplement this roster that have been good additions, that have worked out over his tenure in Miami. So as much as he wants to be viewed for Tua tonga or Austin Jackson, who hasn't been necessarily a great pick on the offensive line, which, you know, was probably a reach. He needed some development anyway when he was coming into play. The truth is there are some guys he's found in later rounds. Javon Holland's been an absolute stud. Brandon Jones from Texas has worked out well. You know, he's brought in some other complimentary pieces that have worked. You know, Eichenberg, you know, Dieter, some of these other players on the offensive line, they're young, they're getting better, but there is some building blocks there. Christian Wilkins, so, and you go on down the line. There are examples, but the reality is there was division, and that's the hard part. And so there's some truth to what he's saying, where the word coming out, at least from everyone down here at the Miami Dolphins organization is it was about relationships and the lack thereof. And they didn't feel like Brian Flores was creating the type of rapport and relationships with the people within the front office and and the players on the team for this thing moving forward, and Jonas, you and I have worked together for a long time now, and I said this going back to last year or to his rookie year with the way Brian Flores handled Tua otungo Yep, And I said to you then, this ultimately, the way he handled him, jerking him in and back and forth and all that, will ultimately be part of his demise. And I truly believe the way he handled the quarterback spot has hindered the growth of Tua to a degree – who until that winning eight of their last nine-game stretch, where Tua started in eight of those games, seven of eight, they've, they've won. He played really well, with the exception of that you know, Tennessee game they lost. You know, that hindered his growth, that hindered seeing what this team could kind of be to a degree, and I, I do think it led to where we're at now. But that doesn't make it right. I mean, this guy won 19 games over the past couple of seasons. It's tough to do in that division, and it's tough to do when you're a young team like they are still building.
4: When when emotions and personal agendas get involved, it it seems like it's difficult to see what the progress of something is, what the good of something is. There were some really good things taking place in Miami. And I think a lot of people would attest to that. I just think that the way this comes across and the way it it has played out totally falls in the vein of Flores rub somebody wrong. Maybe somebody's plural. And and I, I you know, I went through this in Washington. Um Flores has one of those those very, very strong alpha dominant uh personalities. Uh rest his soul. Um, coach coach Sottenheimer came into um, Washington and he inherited a mess, just like what Flores did when he went into Miami. And you know what? Flores got a little bit of time. I know, Will, you know, all the things that, that you mentioned in terms of with Tua, the quarterback situation, how it may have been handled. Uh, but it, it ultimately was an organization that needed a cultural shift. They they needed to to have people that, Believe that they could win so funny like thinking to to what urban meyer saying you know you're you're losers like stop being losers like change your mindset like you're here for a reason we're here for a reason and and it's not to lose and you start thinking about like you know when i was there and, and marty was changing things like you know teaching things differently coaching hard and and you know vets didn't like it yeah, I can remember, and, and I hate to call out, you know, guys like D Green or Bruce Smith, but they didn't like the way Marty was running practices. They didn't like the physicality of the practices. They didn't like the length of the practices. There was just so many things that they didn't like. I wonder how many players on the team didn't like how Flores was running things. I I, I start to wonder. Was was these were these people that maybe didn't really like how uh, Flores handled things? Were they players? Was it not just you know we we so quickly go into oh you didn't get along with your employer the, the employer this I heard we you know we heard the sound bites from Gottlieb and, and in terms of getting along with your your employer and stuff like that. Sometimes it's not always the front office that is the catalyst as to why a coach isn't wanted or a coach loses his job and this is funny because this is another guy that's from from the Belichick coaching tree and and we always have the conversations of how dominant and how pronounced the identities of these coaches are that come from the Belichick coaching tree and it's always seemingly abrasive you know and and so to me it's interesting because for as good the as great a job as I watched and experienced Marty with a team that needed to have a tremendous culture shift, and we ended up having it. Missed the playoffs about one game. We started off 0-5. We ran off five straight. We ended up being at 8-8 and um, at 500 that year and was seemingly going in the right direction with a cultural change, with a change of mindset, and the type of guys that they were going to bring in. Then they fired him. They fired him after one season, and and I being as close as I was to the ownership back in at the time, it was basically like nobody felt comfortable doing. I don't say nobody, but the the people that were closest to the ownership, they did not enjoy the season the way that it was ran, the way that it was handled. And one thing about the pros that you have to understand that we saw play out in Jacksonville this year is that you have to understand the politics. It's like all those shows in Rome that you watch when you see the Senate and all those different things and everybody starts pushing their own agendas and this and that. And they start creating rumors or or telling this or leaking this out or making it making it seem something that it may not be. That's really big, and that's really pronounced in, in the National Football League. And guys who get it, they have a better opportunity of navigating. Guys that don't get it, you run the risk and you run the chance of having success but still not getting you know, getting the results that you may have thought that you were going to get in the end and that seems to be what happened here with Flores
2: yeah we're going to have more on obviously uh, the Dolphins situation and the other uh, coaching uh, firings and decisions made uh, front office wise around the NFL uh, later in the show as well uh, it's two pros and a cup of Joe here Fox Sports Radio Lavar Arrington Brady Quinn Jonas Knox coming up next somebody was so happy and so grateful for what happened on Sunday that they started throwing down some coin in the NFL we'll get into all that Dot com slash sports tire the way tire buying should be two pros and a cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio LeVar Arrington Brady Quinn Jonas Knox with you here on FSR uh, coming up top of next hour a little over 10 minutes from now we are going to have uh, a discussion about attractive openings in the NFL there could be a surprise uh, from one member of the crew here we'll get to that here top of next hour on FSR by the way I want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at VisitLasVegas.com
1: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed it.
2: And for that, we turn it over to our executive producer, Lee Delap to find out what the hell's going on. Lee? You guys, Steelers? St- Delap.
4: Oh, oh no. Oh, no. (laughs) Nope, I'm not going to do it. How about that? Nope. Yeah. I think you killed it. Can't roll my R's or D's.
5: How about that?
4: Bury that. (laughs) Put dirt on it. Six feet deep. What you got, Lee?
5: You guys, in case you missed it, Steelers fans are taking a page out of the Bills Mafia uh, book. They are donating to Daniel Carlson's charities after his 47-yard field goal to put the Raiders up. Over the Chargers, specifically in the amounts of thirty-five dollars and thirty-two cents, wow. in honor of the score. Wow! Throwing hilarious. shade. Wow! I mean, shouldn't they donate
2: shady. to uh, you know somebody's charity on the Chargers' defense that couldn't tackle Jacobs? I Whoa. mean, shouldn't that uh, when they want to throw that there, you know, throw a little coin there? I mean, if Shots we're gonna do it, let's fired. do it. Let's throw it in the proper place here, I think, at least, you know. By the way, all all they're doing is setting Carlson up for failure in the postseason. This is like when Gary Anderson went perfect on field goals for the Vikings back in 98, and then they got to the NFC title game, and he crapped his pants, and then, like, his wife left him in the offseason. That's a true story, by the way. I'm not making that up. I'm not trying to be harsh here. That's a a true story. No, he didn't crap his pants, but he missed a kick, and and they ended up losing to the Falcons. Uh, So, it just feels like Carlson's being set up for failure here, and you heard it here first, and if it didn't happen, I never said it
4: oh wow it was an accident yeah that's all see that's what i'm talking about yeah that's, that's, that's all it is what all else you right. got lee okay
5: you guys uh antonio brown in case you missed it he's uh no longer with the bucks but he is networking in west hollywood last seen last night with kanye west at a famous wow. spot called craigs oh, jesus uh tweet, Sounds famous. Tweet, tweeting out yay plus a b equals sb hashtag call god <laughs>
4: Man,
3: he sure does it mean BS? I'm telling you,
4: there's a there's an agenda. He had an agenda from day one. So, to to try to 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 smoke screen it with all this other stuff is is silly. Let's be real, there, dude. This is going go to go the Kardashian
3: route. It's going to go to the Kardashian route. There'll be a sex tape. I mean, that, 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 that's the only between, way this thing goes, right? Between him, uh,
2: ah! him, I don't mean. What are we talking about with him and? Uh
3: I don't know him no. and anyone. Uh, it's okay. just, this could be a sex tape. That no. could be multiple. I don't know. I
2: thought you were alluding uh, to were Kanye, you say Kanye yeah, West. Like, like, no, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not making. I knew, I'm just saying. I knew, like, your, your I knew
4: that's how your your mind works. No, I'm just saying. I
2: want to be clear on this. What's wrong with you? I mean, I, I knew, just, knew what I want you meant,
4: Brady. Jonas is the one that has weirdo tendencies. I just want to be. I I knew that's where your mind went. I was still trying to get over that
2: eclipse that Brady sent. I was trying to to get past that. big gremlins. You know what I mean?
4: Over. Shouts out to the big, the big gremlins in West Hollywood. But. What
2: do you think the conversations like between Antonio Brown and Kanye West? Like, what do you think that's like?
4: I mean, what do they hope? He, uh, someone all can about speak how some... they've been taken advantage of. Yeah, well, that's what I would say. I, I mean... do
3: hope someone can speak some truth into his life, because, like, you know, one of the things listening to the Bob Menery podcast, like, some things that Antonio Brown says are actually truthful and real. I mean, I would say this: like, look, football's the ultimate team sport. And we can glorify or highlight whatever player we want, quarterbacks in particular, but you are relying on someone else to help you do your job. There's no doubt about it. But don't also in that same breath take away from a dude who's helped elevate the play of everyone around him, who gave him a second chance. Like Antonio Brown wouldn't have made it to the Bucks and won a Super Bowl. Had he not been with Tom, yet he's the one who he wants to stab in the back once he leaves.
2: He's also been pretty fortunate that he's had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks to throw to him. I mean, and and he won't want to acknowledge that. But that's those are the facts. I mean, there's not a a lot of wide receivers that can say they've had two first ballot surefire Hall of Famers that have thrown on the football. And and so for him to bitch and moan afterwards is like, come on, dude, seriously.
5: I'm with you. What else we got, Lee? You guys, Mookie Betts has won a World (laughs) Series in both Boston and Los Angeles, and now he has bowled a perfect game in both Boston and Los Angeles, posting on social media, call me Mr. 300. He had bowled a perfect game last night.
2: He's really good, man. He's a really good bowler. I mean... I've never right. rolled a anything else. Well, I mean, come on, I mean, you know, I've uh, you know bowling. I mean, Do you not, want this one? Is this like you? I didn't even know it was coming. I don't know what you're talking about. I just you know, I mean, but since we're on the topic, I did bowl a 291 once. You know, just want to point that out oh, there. Wow. You know, Take eight, that for that. Yeah, eight and a spare, and then 11 straight strikes. That's really good. But again, I didn't know that story was That's coming really good. up. Good. But I'm you know, since we're on the topic, I wanted to throw that out there, Brady. You know. Just want to just want to be clear here, you know. I'm just
1: saying, like, I don't know why. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. if you dare.